2000 read up. Has Biden bitten off more than he can chew? The FDA stabs Trump in the back. Is the Federal Elections Commission saying that this election was fraudulent? Liars, cheaters, and anti-mad. More about EM drives and more habitable planets all over our galaxy. The death of Kevon V and how it was expressed on Instagram and Twitter. And a tribute to the late, great Alice Trebek. All this and more on Beyond This Earth starting right now. This is Beyond This Earth. Hello folks, welcome to Beyond This Earth. Novit Hollerbeck here. My goodness, it has been an interesting week. We have to go through all the things that happened this week and we're going to spend the next 50 minutes of this particular radio show in discussing the week that was, but a lot of it will be the election. Some of it will have to do with coronavirus. I did not mention it in my show notes, but, and some of it will deal with the recent deaths that have happened in the music world, especially in the rap industry as well. So I just want to go through the election in for a couple of minutes here. And I think it's important to talk about what has happened in the last couple of days. First off, right now, as it has been stated, the AP and Fox and NBC and ABC and CBS has made Joe Biden the presumptive president-elect of the United States. That's what they have stated right now. But as of right now, there are still being court cases being filed. There was an interesting case that happened in Pennsylvania, to be exact. And it does affect Philadelphia and the rest of the county surrounding it. That Judge Alito from the Supreme Court stated that the mail-in ballots that were postmarked after the election must be segregated or came after before just on the day after 8 p.m. of November 5th must be segregated to be audited in order for it to either count or not count concerning this particular election. What is happening in Nevada? is that it is still wide open in Nevada. They still will not decide the election until November 21st. They have not made any decision on who won Nevada. In between the time that it was called to this recording, Trump has picked up another two states. Those states are North Carolina and Alaska, putting him at 233. The presumptive winner of the election has 307 and 313 for the AP, 307 for the other three networks. What we're going to do now is to talk about the speculative news, um, not necessarily confirmed, but we are in our show notes as I'm going through them, talk about two particular ones that had recently been announced, but we're going to go through all the speculative um, uh, news articles that have come out since the week has started. First off, 
uh, let's go to Gateway Pundit. Gateway Pundit said that developing Milwaukee elections chief lost election flash drive in the morning of the hours of November 4th when Democrats miraculously found 120,000 votes for Biden. It continues. U.S. lawmakers call on Bill Barr to investigate election hardware and software following reports of unexplainable anomalies and glitches that ripped votes from President Trump. Then, the election judge, dozens of bank ballots missing from end of day count from a county precinct on election day. We continue with this. Based on reports from auditors, IT specialists, and data and stat analysts and statisticians, this is exclusive to the Gateway Pundit, the number of legitimate votes identified in four swing states are enough to overturn the election. Then it continues here. Gang of Trump supporting IT specialists identify more than 43,000 eligible out-of-state votes in key swing states. The Dominion Voting Strategy for Dominion Voting Systems, Eric Coomer admitted to 2016 to election officials had access to manipulate the vote. Outsiders with USBs and virtual cards were allowed in Pennsylvania County areas with no observers present. Michigan witness GOP challengers were assaulted by TCF Center trying to protect the vote. Mi Michigan GOP senators request full audit of 2020 election before events are cer certified. That's actually happening. Then we're going to get to the Project Veritas thing in a moment. There, and then we'll get to the whole Georgia thing in a moment as well. Georgia State in charge of certifying election results called Trump supporters you know what maricopa chairman steps down after it was revealed she failed to show up to certify dominion voting machines then they can see with all the rest of these things as well it is absolutely crazy with this that's some of the speculative and non-speculative concerning this day then we go to revolver here then we have a situation with the audit the audit appears to be fake they're not how allowing the people to count the votes in that particular situation there they have to uh that some on twitter are saying that they must call mr kemp in order to figure out what is going on then another whistleblower from the ups has said they was told this to disregard pro-trump and republican mail then the Pennsylvania lawsuit, which is le legitimate here, it says that the and identifies witness who present V cards and USB drives were delivered back counting room where observers were restricted. So they are going to have that one as well. So that has been a case that is now in the Pennsylvania courts that are still going on there. And then another lawsuit from the Arizona GOP has dropped the lawsuit earlier saying they demand a frog hand count of votes by precinct and not by vote centers. So there are a lot of lawsuits that are going out right now. But I want to go to two particular news items. First off, Project Veritas had two, two from Pennsylvania mail clerks if you want to call the mail delivery people who those that deliver the mail and so one of them spoke to project veritas a couple of days ago stating that the postmaster general's um the auditor 
one of the auditors there and he had the tape and he played the tape and it is that particular person there. And he basically bullied the mail, the mail delivery man, the mailman into saying, look, buddy, it, 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 I'm just, I'm, I, 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 I'm pretending to pull this thing for you. Look, we're not pulling your leg here, but we're trying to pull your leg. Buddy, you didn't see shit. You didn't do shit. But if somebody tries to play you, understand that we're going to have to take some action, folks. Basically, it was absolutely crazy. And now a second one has come forward pretty much hidden behind a black a ball behind it to protect his face and his identity. And he pretty much stated that everything that has to do with Republicans and Trump or how would they figure out that it was going to be vote for Trump if it's these particular ballots were sent into business mail that is unverifiable or unmailable or unusable. So the unusable business mail is one step above the garbage basically which means it is very possible that some of those ballots that were going for trump were sent to the mail and may have been put into the trash this leads into many of the videos that and um pictures that we see of ballots being hidden in certain places in arizona in nevada uh some of them were found in wisconsin a lot of strange stuff with that as well. The other thing that was also major news concerning Georgia was that if you recall, when the case concerning the person that was attacked in after the police shooting of Jacob Blake, which basically paralyzed Mr. Blake, the NBA, which was trying to finish his season, and many other major sporting entities decided to leave the field, as it were, out of protest in order to make sure these things were not going to, to protest these events that were happening over in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, as part of the deal that they made with the owners and with the league centers, they decided to make all of the buildings that they played their sporting centers in as voting booths and counting centers and distribution centers for the vote in the November 4th elections. What has taken place is, is that one of those places in Georgia turns out to be the home of the Atlanta Hawks. And... If you recall, and if you remember that there was a news report came that came that said that there was a delay in the voting, one of the voting in that particular place because of a malfunctioning pipe that led into massive leakage all over the stadium. Well, it turns out that leakage was just drips that could have been easily been fixed with a simple wrench or possible replacement. It did not affect anything anywhere near the area where they were doing the votes. But interestingly enough, 
They stopped for two hours in voting. And that delayed some of the votes from coming in later on in the night. It was also proven because the owner or one of the owners of the Atlanta Hawks, the person who owns the building, I believe, stated that it was not as serious as the media pointed out. So we have another discrepancy there that can also be proven that there was some shenanigans that took place within those two hours when nobody was called to the Atlanta Hawks stadium to fetch the broken pipe and the leakage. They even said there wasn't any leakage. So some strange things are happening. And then over at Newsmax, the FEC commissioner, the federal elections commissioner, council commissioner says that this particular election, especially concerning Trump v. Biden, is considered to be fraudulent because there are way too many cases in that particular term that is showcasing that there is fraudulence all across the board concerning this election. Not to be outdone, bots has gotten into a spot of trouble as his ratings are starting to crater after their call of Arizona. We will talk more about this in Teachable Moments. It will be available along with this particular episode of Beyond This Earth on wherever you get your radio show. But to open the adjoinder, when Paul Ryan and the Murdochs are playing games with the future of what many could have considered one of the only closest, largest mainstream conservative news entities out there, you got a lot of problems, especially knowing the history of Mr. Ryan and Donald Trump. He never liked him, Mr. Trump. That's Mr. Ryan never liked Mr. Trump. And in some ways, this was comeuppance on the slide side of the game. The aftermath of this election also showcases that so many in the black community don't believe that Biden had that much. You have to ask yourself this very obvious question. And a lot of black people are asking this question. How can a white dude, 75 years old, have more votes than the verse president who is black of the United States, who became the first, who became the president of the United States twice? The first black man to become president of the United States twice have more vote. How could the vice president in his administration have more votes, black votes than him? The exit polls do not show this. So how can he have more black votes in the end when the exit polls showed that it was 78-12 where it was for Obama, it was 94-5.
That's not possible. The exit poll showcase something serious went down, folks. You have to be stupid to think that a whole media that has an exit poll that shows that Biden only has 78, Clinton only had 83, and Obama nearly had 97 too. And you mean to tell me that the votes that were counted for African-Americans in this country, he had more black votes than the first black president of the United States. You're bullshitting, bros. They're bullshitting. You're bullshitting. Look at the exit polls. The exit polls tell the story. The exit polls tell the story. It is an absolute joke that the media called it the way it is. Especially with all of the discrepancies and the confusion surrounding the vote. And it's becoming apparent this is be- this is much worse than first realized. Folks, you got you got a lot of things to talk about. We got a lot of things to go through. It's going to take a while for us to go through. They have to certify this by the 14th of December. The 14th of December is when they certify that either Biden or Trump won the election. They certified this They can because a lot of the Republicans uh, and the other websites that are dealing with Republicanism uh, with, the, with conservatives, both Newsmats and um, OAN and Revolver and, and Gun, Gateway Pundit and a lot of others are saying that, that Trump has ways to victory. So many ways of victory they cannot possibly imagine. But they are complaining to the GOP now, outside of McConnell, that they're all bending the knee to Biden. And we'll get to all the bullshit surrounding that in the second segment. Something interesting also has come and taken place. We might have a vaccine for the Raven virus also called COVID-19. Pfizer seems to have a 90% efficacy for the vaccine. Basically, they said that the vaccine will block COVID-19 from entering the body, basically. Pretty much, they didn't cure the common cold, They just are preventing what is the common cold from entering one's body. Now, this was known in October. It was known. It was not even told even to Trump until right after the election. And once they confirmed the presumptive election winner, Joe Biden, as the presumptive president-elect of the United States that Pfizer later announced that they had the vaccine. We had situations with this particular vaccine and similar vaccinations that people are dying 
because of these trials. They have not gone through the third wave, third particular trial situation there, which they need to get through. But they're saying 90% efficacy. 90% efficacy is 10% failure and 10% failure if everybody gets this vaccination, both in the UK and the US, 10% of the people are going to die. Period. End of discussion. It's period. End of discussion, folks. 10% of the people are going to die. Period. They're going to die. For a vaccine to be successful, it has to be 95%. Close to a close to 99% efficacy. We haven't cured the common cold. This is related to the common cold. This is a little bit more weaker than the common cold. They refuse to say this is a biological weapon. The people they are announcing this, Scott Gottlieb already has dealings with Pfizer as a member of the board. How can you trust anything these motherfuckers are going to say, especially with all the bullshit that is going on? Interestingly enough, Russia has a vaccine which has gone for a third trial. And according to the Russian sources, whether they may be to be believed or not, nobody has gotten sick, which means they have cured the common cold. Folks, people will start to realize that you can't cure this shit. You can't. And now we have businesses that want to put vaccine safe. And airplanes want to do vaccine cards. Mark of the Beast bullshit. You know the Mark of the Beast bullshit that they're trying to pull out. Everybody says it's Mark of the Beast. The Mark of the Beast is here. When you know you can't cure the, you can't cure the common cold, which is a form of coronaviruses. This thing can be solved with washing hands and changing how bathrooms are being done all over the world. They refuse to do it. Now we're going to suffer the bullshit of people's wanting to reconfigure the world in the in their own image, which is absolutely sickening to me, and it should be sickening to you. We got to talk about the People's Pundit. The People's Pundit has been right again. Stitch and Hammer has been called right again. I don't know why the Nate Silver has a job. Did you see his fucking hairline? He is fucking bald. He a fucking nerd. He's not even Alex Trebek. He is a fucking nerd. And he looks like one. And they gave him a Detroit Tigers hat to hide his shame. Detroit Tigers haven't done shit in several years, man. Why y'all keep losing the losers? Why you keep doing losing upon losing upon losing? People's Pundit pretty much stated, uh, Razor Fitz also stated this. Stitch and Hammer also stated this, that Donald Trump won by 308 electoral college votes. That's what they said. 
according to the way that things were happening with his um with his speeches and his turnout and all the rest of these things and the backlash that we're seeing concerning the riots the black lives matter polls that were showing that they were losing um support throughout the year once the whole black lives matter thing was going through um the effects on the ratings even though some of the ratings we're seeing there that was favoring biden both in the dnc republican national committee convention where the and then the particular democrat town hall versus the trump town hall even though both of them favored biden it wasn't by much and you also must realize that the top 10 cities in the united states lean democrat for those particular ratings so of course there would be a bias towards the top 10 major cities in the United States for Biden over Trump, who if we erase all of the top 10 rating systems there, it would have been Trump winning on that particular side, but to both the Republican party national convention and his town hall speech on NBC. That being stated, the pundit Stitzenhammer both called it for Trump unless it was massive interference with the election folks it's 2000 redox all over again and the media because of stockholm syndrome mostly has forgotten the way they called it back in 2000 pep is from and this host remembers how they called it in 2000 let me show you how they called it in 2000 right from the horse's mouth the new york motherfucking times a six months investigation this is in 2000 by the new york times in this chapter the closest presidential election in modern american history shows that the republican effort had a decided impact under intense pressure for the Republicans, Florida officials accepted hundreds of overseas absentee ballots that failed to comply with state laws. An analysis of the 2,490 ballots from Americans living abroad that were counted as legal votes after election day, the Times found 680 questionable votes. Although it was not known for whom the flawed ballots were cast, four out of five were accepted in counties carried by Mr. Bush, the time found. Mr. Bush's final margin in the official total was 537 votes. The flawed votes included ballots without postmarks, ballots postmarked after the election, ballots without witnesses' signatures, ballots mailed from towns and cities within the United States, and even ballots from voters that voted twice. All of this would have been disqualified had the state election laws been strictly enforced. Wow. They forgot all that, didn't they? It disappeared in the ether. Uh, the internet doesn't forget.
forget New York Times. And interestingly enough, they put out a sell sheet for everybody to play around with the uh, election. Like, you know, like you could be Nate Silver too in this stupid goddamn incepted world that we live in as we try to make fake-ass motherfuckers like Nate Silver into superstars overnight. Like what they tried to did with Chuck Less Than God Todd. They then have opened the door to prove that the election was stolen. Not only stolen, it was taken away. Whoa. I will tell you folks that this has been one hell of a week. And it's not over. We still got November 21st for, for Nevada. All the court cases are going to try and go through before December 1st. We have situations with the coronavirus that could have vet all the legal situations at hand. We have the 14th of December. We'll have a bonus episode on the 15th. I don't want to do this whole astrology thing. It's chick lit. It's chick crack and all the rest of it. But there is a solar eclipse on that day and it hidden some stars in a certain way. So a lot of this they are saying is very bad, horrible news incoming. Folks, we're in some deep shit really deep shit and coming up next we have to discuss some certain things about what this election really means how if this is all true the left told you they were going to cheat on this election some interesting statements on twitter if donald trump doesn't succeed in his court cases and some other things concerning the entertainment industry as well, plus a coronavirus update. That is coming up on the next segment. Coming up next on Beyond This Earth, we'll be back right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Over about Hollaback here. Liars, cheaters, and anti-math. I have to tell you some things that don't surprise me, but it is really important to understand. What we did in the first segment was all speculation. Some of it are actual court cases being done throughout the courts. Even though the Twitter now is saying this is disputed, this is how it's done, that, you know, we have told you this is going to be the way it is. Here is the President of the United States, Joseph Biden. But however, however, it's time to keep an open mind about all of this. 
But I want y'all to look at something very interesting, and it has to deal with the disillusionment of math in the left wing. What began as mostly a way to get the right wing, the intellectual dark web, the alt-right or pseudo-alt-right, the trad cons mad over the whole concept of saying that math is a white man's concept or produces intellectual white supremacy. And one of the things I began to figure out was why are they saying this and why are they putting this out? And then came the bullshit. Two plus two equals five. Yep, you remember that whole Twitter thing? They're saying two plus two equals five. Yeah, I remember that. And you should too. Because two plus two has never equal five. It can never be five. Two plus two has always equal four. Will ever for equal four. And it cannot be abridged that it equals four. Do you know what these liberals that said two plus two equals five did? They used a trick of words because language is the only thing they have used and successfully have used for many years in trying to trick both the smart and the not so smart, but more intelligent when it comes to common sense into showcasing their proven thesis that two plus two (laughs) equals five, which is not true, have never been true. You know how they did this sly trick? They used and a half. It's 2.5 and 2.5 that equals five. Or 2.2 plus 2 plus a half equals 5. It didn't say dumbass. You didn't say dumbass a half. You hid it behind your words. The pseudoglossia of the bullshit that is now left this thought. Left this ideals. Pseudoglossia. The bullshit of ideology. What a shame. But we saw this coming. We saw all of this coming. We just didn't know how bad it was really going to get. And here is the problem that people need to understand. Razor Fitz was talking about this in September of 2020, talking about how they did it in Arizona, which is going to be the way they were going to do it in the rest of the country. If it turns out that this was the case, whole bunch of bullshit is going to go down and it is going to get worse from here. It's going to get worse from here. Two plus two equals five was the standard of how they were going to possibly speculatively steal this election from Donald Trump because their own pollsters were saying that Donald Trump had enough 
of a lead in Miami-Dade, had enough of a lead in Ohio, had enough of a lead in the outskirts of Pennsylvania, had enough, not outskirts of Pennsylvania, outskirts of Philadelphia and the outskirts of Pittsburgh, had enough of the lead in the outskirts of Detroit, had enough of the lead outside of Fulton County. He overproduces outside the major city. He did it in 2016. He was going to do it in 2020. And not only that, he was going to increase his work success in the major cities, even though he was going to lose to Biden in the major cities. Everything was set up for him to succeed. It is absolutely crazy to think that this absolute trickery that they did in two plus two equals five and other particular weird math problems, math word problems, and the hatred against math because it is a form of white supremacy would have been a calling card or a clarion call or the canary in the coal mine warning that this was going to be the play speculatively on how Joe Biden became the presumptive president-elect of the United States. And now, interestingly enough, something that got Flynn into trouble, Biden is doing with him talking with the leaders of the free world, which he's not supposed to do. And Trump wisely, which is rare for me to say it, is not giving him the national security notes to Mr. Biden until all of this is resolved. Trump said that this thing was going to be stolen. We were laughing at these liberals saying two plus two equals five. We didn't know how serious they were. Now, let's just say this speculation is just speculation. Let's just say that the court cases, some fuckery happens, Donald Trump has been cheated out of this particular thing. There are two very interesting posts from that I think they need to be read and listened to and to explain what could happen next if everything falls down into place for the presumptive nominee, Mr. Biden. This first one comes from Plain. That's what I'm pretty much going to call him. And he says here, once you filter out the obligatory pep rally post, SCOTUS is guaranteed to save us, etc. The remaining writing discussion of a probable Biden presidency is extremely grim, but not histrionic, mostly because mostly bad things are already dealing with, but more so. Trump gave everyone a blunt lesson into how much the presidency's executive power has grown, but even with that, the most he could do without congressional GOP support was to pass legislation was to blunt the machine that has been eating the middle class for at least 20 years plus. Something built over decades cannot be undone in four years. Trump could end 
all of the critical race theory brainwashing sessions made mandatory by federal employment, but it will take decades to purge the system of its true believers and adherents for just one example. Ultimately, we're still facing a government more defined by class loyalty, rich versus poor, than to each other, than the service to the supposed constituents, a government that serves corporate interests and thus weakens strategic positions versus vis-a-vis -vis China, as the COVID virus aptly demonstrated. Corporate interests that mutually reinforce their position by utilizing their incredible power to spy on, censor, silence, and outright punish any citizen that disobeys the dogma of privately implemented social credit store, as we just saw Dave Tapper friending us with. Trump offered some real hope as an end run. But success there has always hinged on building popular momentum with his tangible policy successes is start evicting the GOP establishment with people actually representing the electorate one by one. It is not looking likely right now. The only new thing he noticed people saying over and over is what scares me. Voting doesn't matter. If they can steal a presidential race, a Senate or a House race, it's piss easy. Hell, they could shoulder in a primary in states where open primaries even. What is the point? Voting doesn't matter is the first step down to a path which leads to some shit nobody wishes to see. Political disenfranchisement is extremely dangerous. This is a big reason Trump received such messianic treatment from some. He was the only one truly in his in their corner. Trump did accomplish many things. It can't be understated how significant which these that these policies get a field test, a chance not only to prove themselves, but a chance to prove how utterly hollow the astonishment lies have been, or what he exposed of our government and how it works. But if people came to see Tom's tenure as chiefly proof to the power structures he revealed having too strong a grip of the lovers of power to ever be dislodged, then his ultimate legacy won't even be delaying the inevitable, it would just be a catalyst. Addendum. What if there was no fraud at all? The situation is significantly better, relatively, but objectively still bad. Because even Trump's more tepid supporters believe he accomplished significant and great things. What does he say if he still lost the margin? It is says that America is increasingly bifurcated. Yesteryear's middle class has split. The lower middle class is seeking into poverty thanks to stagnant rages, destruction of the Rust Belt, and the millennial generation's catastrophe, useless degrees, and uber jobs. The upper middle class is tech bros in the urban core, raking in massive amounts of money earned by paradigm upsetting new information technologies. Said technologies manage this by being natural monopolies, which also means sector supports far fewer total people, especially as the pay scales of non-linearly in favor of smarter workers in a way that it doesn't for most blue-collar jobs. It is still mostly defined by grunt laborers, Java coders who live in literal pause due to insane cost of living and other consequences of blue state stupidity. 
but they live in an industry defined by the best and the brightest in a way no blue collar job is and their IQ has to be at least lukewarm as the true scrut work is far out to HB1 visas from India, wokeness admitting what race suppression is. In sum, even the people in the bottom of this world paying 1k rents for refrigerator bots living space view themselves as intellectually superior than the blue collar working class. They are masters of the future, building the tools of the future, simply out competing the old ways. An awful lot of Renson's observations in his seismic essay, Smug Style, this is the Vox essay that uh, a writer named Renzen said, and Mr. Plain continues, can be found in effect among many of these people. His well-made point here is that these people don't simply feel superior to the blue-collar class. They hold them in active contempt. Google buggy whips and see what kind of shit you turned up. Hell, search Twitter. They view the blue-collar working class as inevitably dated and worthless in a practical sense, which neatly dovetails to their social justice narratives of being morally obsolete. Like in the 1980s defense film before it, the corporate culture has naturally pursued connections with the Washington bureaucracy, aka the ruling class, aka also known as the beltway class, etc. Unlike the defense boom culture, the business model is not based on entirely around bowling up commie. Moreover, the gateway to technical development is always universities, and they have become more radical and in turn radicalized their students since the 1980s. They gatekeep access to government jobs as well, is why Biden just promised student debt relief free money for universities. Therefore, the natural drive of corporations to court the government to gain competitive advantages has dovetailed with both the bureaucracy and the corporations leading right lights being literal graduates of the same ideological indoctrination course. This is painfully obvious to much everyone, even though they don't phrase it as neatly as he does. They get the essential points. This class is wealthy, enormously powerful, and controls most every significant power structure in the United States. This class hates their goddamn gut being the middle class and blue collar workers. They like to say that nobody's on Twitter, but Twitter does matter. It's disproportionately favored by journalists, tech, and government types. The bar they spew is, has a point. It is a messaging to the underlings. Remember how leadership works for collectivists. Collectivists portray onto, project onto conservatives. That's a dog wizard to summon your blah, 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 army. Due to simple confirmation bias. Most of them can fundamentally grasp the differences in mental paradigms. Conservatives are no better, however. It is a human problem, and so all humans displays it, which why, which is why you have some neoliberal never-Trumpers who still cannot grasp that the nation is bifurcated by deep geographic, class, ideological divisions, all which self-reinforce each other. However, the rise of social media has allowed the exchange of social information at literal light speed, and boomers are overwhelmingly on Facebook, and media gets cross-posted a lot as screenshots. In short, once you have seen enough hot takes from Twitter, checkmark, start circling around the boomer book, right fucking verbatim.
not fucking verbatim, you start to clue in on how it works. And you start to understand that your neighbors actually do hate your fucking guts. Not really you, of course. Not really, of course. Not the real you. But given that we interact more on Facebook than face-to-face -face nowadays, enforced by law for an entire election year, thanks to COVID-19, no less, it is very easy for the conjured image to supplant the real person entirely. So even if you get every investigation fails, falls flat as Russiagate and the Russian is totally the Gemini's. You got a downtrodden, ignored, insulted class of people with a truckload of grievances who has just had their last best hope for peace. Their Donald Five blasted the smearings by the people that have been stomping on their faces and calling them bastards who has spent four years of justifying rioting, looting, and outright fucking murder because Orange Man is bad. And that is why the media's inability to rein their sadistic leap for even five seconds staggers me so. Because any fool with any working eyes can see everything I just said. And yet the corporate globalist cable is doing celebrating Russian step dance apart the burden camel. In sum, if recreational target shooting is your hobby, I'm afraid that reloading press is no longer optional because ammo prices are going to stay sky high for the foreseeable future. Cheap booze, however, is still available in quantity. Have fun. It continues with another poster, but I got this through Fredder. Actually, there's a couple of more others here, and I'll try to get it as fast as I can. Hey, I'm going to tell you some things without attribution that you may choose to believe or not. Five, fifth generation warfare info war is something not weird. Online people are reading to things. It is the United States government public facing governing paradigm, and they're playing to win. You already know that anybody who says NSA et al have no domestic mission is lying to you, but they don't even pretend that it's true in a quasi public fora that coffee getters like me attend means that a much as much as interstate comments. At this point, there is no borders. Military officials at the highest levels are openly coordinating big tech at the highest levels to practice good digital citizenship. Iowa will fight the info war for them because government can't, not because they care about the constitution. They don't give a damn about the constitution, but nobody in Congress knows how to use a computer. Military industrial complex admits the kinetic effects, things that blow up, are no longer the primary concern. They're worried about narrative collapse because no one is curating the flow of media to people who are tribal, susceptible to misinformation, less educated. So far, none of this is really news except they're open about it this time. But one thing that may surprise people, they're not soft on China. They're scared shitless of China. They despise Trump openly, but that's the only good thing they have to say is at least he could turn around if you were finance and tech. They forecast economic and tech properly with parity with China within five years than a Chinese century unless we add fast. They give them the whip hand and shed loads of money. 
communist control, communist China controls R&D plus four to one manpower advantage is almost insurmountable. U.S. response is a buyout of tech with massive R&D spending on unstimulated commercial applications in exchange for security cooperation. They insist this is not just corporatism with American characteristics because they ask nice. When we, they say the Western liberal order, they don't mean free markets and free minds. Although they still mouth the words of free markets and free minds. It means respect for corporate thieves, IP and trade, and a sub-touch with client states, opposed to bullying practical powerful posture of the CCP. Plans for mass automization, unemployment, unrest, R&D injections and domestic surveillance, infosec, hardened infrastructure, counter-extremism. The American people aren't necessarily the enemy, but they are a critical resource that must be kept out of enemy hands. Bottom line, Mr. Jones, which has recently had an interview with both uh, Joe Rogan and now Tim Pool, is right about pretty much everything and the coronation necessary to do to them what they needed, making it increasingly difficult to market the old good guys finding theory paradigm. At best, it's we're the lesser evil. Continuing from this, it is interesting to watch the evolutions of the left wing propaganda machinery in real time. Take the most recent example, Bedford's Law. Yesterday, Bedford's Law was just a useful statistic tool used by forensic accountants to detect fraudulent transactions or manipulation of data sets. It was used, for example, to detect that Enron cooked his books, a neutral concept that only a few hundred thousand people in the country ever even knew about. This morning, it is a problematic and Spurious mathematical hoax that right wingers are pinning their hopes to steal the election from their glorious leader, Joseph Biden. Wikipedia even superstitiously altered his entry on it to tell you so. By tonight, Bedford's Law will be a part of indelible racism, and speaking about it or using it will get on your job, will result in termination and blacklisting from your field of employment. There are those things that we read from Twitter and they're dark, very dark to see. Y'all better figure out ways of how you're going to survive regardless on who is certified the president or president elect of the United States of America. We want to talk about Von D, King Von D, and his recent death. And there were other deaths in the rap game. But the way the King Von death has affected the rap world and the actions the Atlanta rappers in that particular area have taken, especially with the way his autopsy was handled and all the rest of it is deeply sickening to me. This... He had no gun, was basically unarmed, was basically in a party, and he was caught in a crossfire between two rival entities. And it is deeply sickening to me how this thing has been handled. It, it showcases a great sickness that somebody's autopsy reports are revealed to the public without breaking all sorts of HIPAA laws which is not supposed to be done. But 
the way that other people are talking about this, especially T.I., is deeply concerning as well. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. This man had no gun. The police never went after, was not after uh, uh, King Vaughn. He wasn't even all, all in this today. He was a victim of other people's circumstances. And it's absolutely a joke that y'all people are doing this right now. These people are grieving. King Vaughn's mother is a military person. And it is a joke that he is do that this is this is happening. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's disappointing, especially at this particular time, that this thing is happening. I'm sorry that I went a little too long because we were reading a bunch of these things there, but we're getting to the next segment, and the next segment is dealing with how we live in fear and dissolution has to do with what Tucker Carlson mentioned earlier in the week on Monday. We'll be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. We got a lot of teachable moments for you. Uh, coming through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the radio shows, and where the places you get your radio shows. Some of them are dealing with the repression of men and the use of religion in order to repress men and the destruction of religion in the use of the repression of men. Is religions losing a plot in the modern day? In Teachable Moment 9, is the media really fair? We got a few dates for you. November 4th, 1968, ABC and NBC, November 22nd, 1969, November 7th, 1972, 1973, 1974, 1975, and 1983 NBC. What do they all mean? You will find out in Teachable Moments number nine. Number 10, Teachable Moments. We continue with the story about Fox News to turning up the news and possibly relying on the AP and moving towards the left. And do we need to go back to vote data analysis of the 1960s in order to stop the calling of the election later than election day find out on teachable moment 10 in teachable moment 11 what are the future of nhk bbc and pbs find out on that one we're doing a preview of the upcoming specials dealing with religion and the red pill which is Roald tomasi's newest book and in teachable moment 13 what did the exit polls tell us about the realities of such that is all unteachable moments all of those will be available the same moment we have this episode will be available. We're doing this just to clear out the air. Before we do the actual um, main particulars with the major specials with Roland Tomasi and the rest of them. We 
live in fear and disillusion as you have seen from the 30 minute uh, uh, segment and the 25 minute segment, we are in fear of ourselves. We are in fear of the future. We are in fear and disillusionment from the whole COVID crisis. And we are in fear and disillusionment from even ourselves, our families, and everything don't seem the same. We don't watch the same sports anymore. We feel that the sports world has changed. We don't feel our neighbors are the same. We don't feel the shows that we watch are the same. We're beginning to see a distance in the media and the media doesn't know how to handle this. The media ultimately is destroying its own golden goose in order to make sure that ideology stays intact. And it has become apparent that newer bad guys, newer evil men, the memes of the evil men are coming to the fore and coming to the realization of existence. They're becoming, they're, 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 they're being made into existence. Let's put it that particular way. The next couple of weeks, it's going to be very difficult for the American people and for the rest of the world. But I have a sense a strange sense that this is not the end of the story, that this is only the beginning of a longer, much more deeper realization about humanity. One of the reasons why we're doing this special is to begin the process of moving humanity forward outside of a lot of the things that it has accepted as the reality of life. So let us begin that journey. The journey is about to begin soon. We are only guideposts. It is up for the person to take up that journey. And silence is truly golden, but we can never be quiet around the things that are wrong. Carlson is right. We need to stop lying. And we need to stop being quiet about these lies. We will continue with more of Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. short space notes before we end the show today on beyond this earth first off that we will have four people in a capsule in a spacex dragon capsule heading to the international space station hopefully on saturday they're making sure that the covid protocols are being taken care of and they will be heading up into the international space station and hopefully from there on in, we'll see more of this as well as they're getting ready to get Spaceship off the ground. And that will be a very interesting one coming soon as well. 
Um, they were talking about the EM draws over at space.com thinking that it might be have a chance in the future of space travel with this semi ionized rocket. So we're hoping that it might be a chance, but I still want an Isulabair drive, AKA the warp system from Star Trek. And we have recently found out there may be more habitable planets all over the galaxy than previously thought. So those are the interesting news concerning space. Alice Trebek, one of the great men of television have passed away at the age of 80, he passed away last week. He died of pancreatic cancer. It was a peaceful passing. He was surrounded by family. They mentioned his passing in many um, websites. A lot of condolences were given. You have to understand what he did in the television industry, especially as I talked about it last year in last season's episodes. But we're going to go through it in this particular sense. Back in the day in New York, for many, many years, there was a 7 o'clock newscast for New York. Um, they usually delayed the evening news for the national networks in New York until 7 o'clock Eastern Standard. Because a lot of the channels don't do it at 7.30. They did it at 7 o'clock. So they usually had a 6 o'clock news and a 7 o'clock later edition for the New York side in that particular place. This all changed in 1982 when the majority of the ABC owned and operated channels via King World made a deal to air Jeopardy at 6.30. This was a very dangerous move. But somehow, from that day forward, from 82 onward to what will be the final episode, which is scheduled at Christmas of 2020, Alex Trebek put on 835 episodes of some of the most unbelievable series of work we have seen in television. Can we just understand how many times this show has been parodied? How this show has shown a lot of weaknesses in the world? How uh, 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 with a lot of people when it comes to intelligence, how it was used in trying to figure out human intelligence. It was absolutely crazy. To make a show to be a measuring stick of our intelligence may be off-putting for many. It may be used to destroy others as some, but the ratings don't lie. This is one of the still one of the highest ratings rated shows shows in syndication every single day 
from the time it started to the day it's going to air its final episode. And ironically enough, when they did the tournament of the greatest of all time, do you know what happened? When they did the greatest of all time, it became one of the highest rated shows. So, it's hard to understand what type of things have happened in this society that they don't see people that are smart, intelligent, can be seen as human. I think back to what um, Molly Wingwall said about the movie, The Revenge of the Nerds, and why she got it wrong. Now, there are ways that she is correct, that, in, but it's not the way that you think that she thinks that is correct. Her argument belies what most women want and do. They want the job and all the rest of it. Fine. But I want you to think about it in a completely different context. What if the nerd was going to become a legend like Alex Trebek? You never know. What if we had, what if the future wasn't, oh, she was going to be rich and forgotten and all the rest of it? No. What if the future was Alex Trebek? He finally becomes what he knows he could become. That all the trickery and all the rest of these things were a way to reach to a point where he will be able to become a man and have social proof. Just like Alex Trebek did. Many people don't recognize that. And so they got the whole story of Revenge of the Nerds after 25 years absolutely wrong. Whereas society sure don't see that particular way of how men should become. But you have to realize how degraded society has become. For we cannot build an Alice Trebek the way it used to be anymore. The best one can hope for is something that comes out of the way of the left-wing bread to BS that we now see today. And it is deeply unfortunate. You can't replace Alex Trebek. You can't replace his work on Jeopardy. And it is disrespectful extremely disrespectful to both Alex Trebek's legacy and to anyone that is trying to get to become the host of Jeopardy. Especially many people have said LeVar Burton will come there and it's disrespectful to him ultimately that you can fill such man's shoes. You can't. It has been proven. And the reason why it has been proven is that 
Not a lot of shows you can think you can take over and think you can succeed. The unfortunate reality is that this show never found an heir apparent. They ran this man ragged, and it didn't matter to him because he loved doing what he wanted to do. He had respect of Mr. King, of King World Productions. He had respect throughout every single place in the, in the world that he had touched. Isn't that the measure of a man that you can be respected by the famous, not so famous, and the infamous, and not destroy the world? That is what the story could have been for the Revenge of the Nerds. But it was badly reviewed then, badly reviewed many years later, and through Alice Trebek's death, we get to see another version of what an alpha man could become if society truly allows it. But I doubt they do anymore. And it is a shame that someone with social proof and all the rest of it can't take that proof and become the man that he can truly be. Because society will not let him. Because they want to play games. That is Jeopardy. So we leave you on this episode of Beyond This Earth with a final message from the executive producer of Jeopardy saying some final words to the fans of Jeopardy and the fans of Alex Trebek all throughout the world. This is Novid Hollerbeck for Beyond This Earth. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your radio shows. Next week will be episode nine, more about the election and all the updates concerning it. There could be some new challenges to different states as well. And we will give more information as it becomes available. Take care of yourselves and we will see you guys next week. And now here's the executive producer of Jeopardy with some final words on one of the greatest of all time, the late, great Alex Trebek. I'm Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy. Over the weekend, we lost our beloved host, Alex Trebek. This is an enormous loss for our staff and crew, for his family, and for his millions of fans. He loved this show and everything it stood for. In fact, he taped his final episodes less than two weeks ago. He will forever be an inspiration for his constant desire to learn, his kindness, and for his love of his family. We will air 
his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. On behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. This is Jeopardy. <laughs>